Hello, everyone. The roster trimming continues as Sonny Milano and Cody Eakin were released from their PTOs this afternoon. Plus, the Flames have sent down Dustin Wolf, and we do unfortunately have to talk about the repercussions of losing a preseason game 5 nothing. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode. And if you're new here, hi, hello, welcome. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we are available on YouTube as well. We got to talk about the PTOs and how they were released this afternoon. And I would have to say that I am shocked. I am shocked at the outcome of this simply because of the expectations that I think a lot of people had for Sonny Milano heading into camp. And, you know, two players have now been eliminated from competition in terms of making the roster. So this narrows it down even more for the coaches and the players. But I never would have expected Milano to be released. I figured that they had a contract all written up for him. And I guess not. He had zero goals through his four games played. And he, the, t- oh God, you guys, the team really gave him an opportunity to prove himself and prove his abilities and his uh, worth to this team. And he just gave them nothing to work with. And that's honestly kind of the theme of this episode is giving us nothing to work with. And, you know, he was averaging uh, about 15 minutes on ice, 15 minutes a night on ice and uh, through four games. And that's, you know, I would say that's, you know, decent time <laughs> uh, outside of the top line. And it's just a shame that it didn't work out for him. I think that it's one of those situations where, He's a young kid who has struggled to find his footing uh, through his first few years in the NHL, whether it be because of injuries or what have you. Uh, And I just I hope that someone is willing to give him a chance and is willing to, you know, find a way for him to work in the system. And of course, it comes back to him as well and what he is willing to put in to make it work. Right. And then, of course, you have Cody Eakin, who was also released from the PTO, and he was seeing about uh, a little bit more than 15 minutes a night through his four games. He had a goal, I believe, in the first preseason game or one of the first games, and there was honestly a small part of me that expected Eakin to be signed because Sutter has like this magic touch, the Sutter special in terms of revitalizing these players and turning even some of the best players into better players. We saw him do it with Johnny Gaudreau. We have seen him somehow revitalize Milan Lucic and kind of Brett Ritchie as well. 
Uh, you know, I think that e- even though Brett Ritchie isn't out there scoring 10 goals a season or anything like that, I do think that he will go out there and throw his body around. And that is what uh, Daryl Sutter likes to see. And I I wish them both the best of luck. I think that it is, you know, a, an ever-changing game in terms of speed, skill, agility, and what have you. And unfortunately, not everyone's going to make the first roster that they have a PTO for. Um, you know, maybe they get lucky and they sign some AHL contracts or something similar. I don't know. I just, it, it's very hard to believe that Sonny Milano was not offered a qualifying offer. Like if you told me this was the, would have been the outcome when people started talking about Sonny Milano, I wouldn't have believed you. I just, I think it is a little bit disappointing to see that he isn't, what we all hyped him up to be and what we expected him to be. And <laughs> as for real life, when uh, expectations are not met, you you are met with disappointment. And I wish that Sonny Milano w- did work out here. Um, you know, I hope Cody Eakin goes on to do something great as well. But what a disappointment. That is truly just all I can use to sum it up. You know, I didn't expect him to go out there and score, you know, three goals a night or something, but even just uh, the, the intangibles, he was not just giving us anything to work with. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the power play and how they gave us absolutely nothing to work with in the first game of, uh, the Winnipeg Jets series and my God, what a disappointment. But what we are here to talk about now is bet online. Bet online is the furthest thing from a disappointment because you can find all the latest odds, news and scores right there at betonline.net. And they have everything up to date, up to the minute, uh, props, odds, live betting, esports betting, golf, MLB playoffs are starting, so go place your bets. Go place your bets on who is going to win the World Series. I hope that we see a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, and I will not declare a winner because I am a jinx, but you can do that over at betonline.net, and uh, yeah, let us know if you're placing some bets on the Flames, and keep us updated. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you all for following along with me, Jess Belmosto here on Locked on Flames. Season starts a, a week from today. No, less than a week from today. <laughs> and that is that is wild to believe. And I'm so excited to be here for you for my fourth season. Wow. Okay. You know what? I will be showing up for you. I will be showing up. But will the Flames power play be showing up? That is a very, very good question. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the Sutter special in the first segment in terms of him revitalizing these players. But can he put the special touch on special teams? They fell 0 for 6 last night. 
for the second time this preseason against the Winnipeg Jets. And my goodness, watching that game, I was only watching bits and pieces here and there uh, while I was working on some projects, but I was just, I feel like every time I looked up, (laughs) Winnipeg had scored another goal and I eventually just turned it off because I was like, this is not good hockey. The Flames are not playing good hockey and I don't know what's happening, but it was a special teams heavy practice today and the power play units uh were spearheaded so the first power play unit was spearheaded by elias lindholm jonathan huberto nazem kadri tyler Tafoli, and rasmus anderson and then the second power play was manjupani backland dube with noah hannafin and Uyghur. Uyghur. why is dylan dube Oh no, I, I'm, I, never mind. <laughs> I thought that that was the PK and I was like, why is Dylan Dubé out there killing penalties? But no, okay, even, I still feel like there's a better option than Dylan Dubé and that's not me hating on Dylan Dubé. I just feel like there may be a stronger candidate there for the power play uh, in a forward, maybe like Blake Coleman, but I don't know. I I am not the one coaching this team, and I feel like Daryl Sutter, if I suggested anything to Daryl Sutter, he would probably be like, get back behind the podcast microphone and don't ever make a suggestion again, (laughs) in in a very nice way, right? But I like that he's being proactive here and trying to nip the problem in the bud. Last year, special teams were above league average, according to Hockey Reference. Uh, Last year, they were 22%. Uh, successful on the power play and the penalty kill was successful 83% of the time, which is phenomenal. Um, The league average for the penalty kill was, I think like a 78 and uh, they were 2% above the power play as well. So I think the big thing here is a matter of this team finding success. Again, they need to find their rhythm. They need to, you know, figure out a way to (laughs) capitalize on that man advantage because you can't go 0 for 6. You cannot be going 0 for 12 in two power plays, uh, you know, in short periods of time. I think that that is completely unacceptable. You know, I think it's great that you're kind of nudging your opponent to take that many penalties, but what are you doing not being able to capitalize and take that opportunity right there. You have two minutes, you have four minutes, or you have five minutes. You know, most of the time it's two minutes, but I don't, now again, I'm not a hockey player. Most of us listening, I'm assuming, probably are not either, but I feel like it shouldn't be, and I'm not saying it should be like 100% successful, but I feel like like, you have a man advantage. So you should be doing something right there. But I just, I really want to see them figure this out early. And I don't want to see any stretches through the season where, you know, we go 0 for 15, 0 for 30. Because that that happens to teams. And it's happened to the Flames before. And I would really like to not see that again. <laughs> You know, every goal counts, every minute counts, every game counts, every point counts. And I think that with the Pacific Division getting a little bit more competitive this year, the Flames really need to take that into consideration. 
because I think last year it was easy to just say, oh, you know, like, it's just two points against the Sharks. It's okay. <sighs> well, yes, it is just a random Tuesday night game in the middle of, you know, January. It, it still matters because those two points could be the determining factor between, uh, you know, playing a team like the Colorado Avalanche or playing the Dallas Stars. So <laughs> I think that it's just so important to, you know, optimize on these opportunities when you can and just perfect them. And Daryl Sutter taking advantage of practice today and doing that instead of, you know, scrimmages or anything like that. Um, it was really great. I think my favorite thing about Daryl Sutter is his first day as coach. He came in here and he set the tone. He had them doing bag skates. He had them doing conditioning. Like, I know that this man is not afraid to do what it takes <laughs> to assert himself, but also make this team the best version that it can be. And I think now that a lot of these players have played under him and have played his system, whether it be in different organization or with the Flames, they've gotten comfortable and they know what to expect. And I think that this is just a really exciting thing for the Flames to be able to still compete after the offseason that they had and to be making these adjustments. And while they're not immediately finding success in special teams. I think that it is still important to celebrate that <laughs> celebrate the wins they're having here. And, you know, they'll figure it out eventually. You know, these power play units, you, you don't submit a little form and say, okay, these are my power play units and my penalty kill units for the whole season. No, that's the beauty of hockey. You can switch things up at the drop of a dime and magic can happen. Magic can happen. I can only imagine how great things are going to be once this team is out there night after night and truly forming chemistry. I want to see this power play be something so powerful. Like, I believe at one point last year they were the top power play in the league or top penalty kill. I thought that last year they had, um, they were ranked rather high. So, they're going to have to find that again. And they will find it again because you know why? The Calgary Flames are one of the most resilient teams. There's a reason. Daryl Sutter won the Jack Adams last year. There's a reason why the Flames are still considered Stanley Cup contenders this year. I was listening to something the other day and said that they had the Flames going to the Western Conference Finals. And or no, sorry, the Stanley Cup final and losing to the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't want that to happen. I want that to win. But the fact that they are still considered contenders after the summer is really great. But to wrap up this Thursday night edition of Locked On Flames, we are going to talk about tomorrow's final, final, the preseason finale. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We are. Oh my gosh! I feel like I really do feel like the Flames were just eliminated. We're already here. But coming up next, we are going to talk about the home game against the Winnipeg Jets Friday night. 
Thank you all. Thank you all again for tuning, again in. For tuning I in. I appreciate you so much. And so much. And you can follow me on Stressbellmosto. I, I need, need the flames to give us something. Earlier I mentioned how the other one gave us nothing. I need the flames. I need the flames. One eight. A one eight. I need them to go out here and go out here and give us something. Something to work with. There is no way. Way. This team. This team. Go out. Go out. Shout out again. To be pathetic on the pathetic on the power play. Struggle in struggle in net. Struggle. Struggle offensively. And defensively. And defensively. I mean this. You. You. Your inability, your inability to, score. to score on David Riddick on David Riddick is not a good is not a good thing. Not only is he not only is he one of your former your goalies, former goalies he's, he's he's really bottom, like really like bottom tier bottom tier goaltender. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Just get it together. Just get a little bit, please. A little bit, please. And, and, and so, so, I just don't I want to experience that. And I'm just glad there weren't, like, there weren't. The stakes were super, stakes super, super low. Super low. Uh, in that, uh, in that, awful game. It truly wasn't a one truly wasn't game. Not even just, not even just because of the score. Because of what, because of what the way, for the lack of, for the lack of I feel like, I feel like, Doing more anything, they were just standing around, standing around, silly mistakes, silly and it does, and it does all, all come back, come back to fundamentals. To fundamentals. We talked about fundamentals earlier, and, and how, and how important it is to build upon those, and and you know, you're nothing without a foundation. You're nothing without fundamentals. There's a reason why, why when you start talking, they, you know, you know, from skating, skating. But, and then you but, work, and, and then you work holding the stick while skating, and then maybe, and then maybe getting the puck on your stick. You no, know, it's baby no, steps. It's baby steps. And this team is far, beyond, is far that. beyond that. And everything that and they everything have that they accomplished, have now accomplished now was built on that very first practice that they ever had. And and I I think that this team has strong rebounding abilities. They do. I think that they just need to go out there. And please, please give us something. <laughs> I I really, I, I really don't, care don't care if it's not the prettiest hockey they've ever played. Just please score a goal, at least one, maybe two. I, don't hurt yourself. It's the preseason. We have players coming back from injury or surgeries and whatnot, and the last thing we need is for that or you know their recovery to be set back or anything like that. So. Fingers crossed there. I <laughs> Oh man. If there's a game like that in during the regular season, that's gonna be so bad. That the next day at practice, I would assume Sutter is having them just do a lot of you know every reper- there's gonna be serious repercussions there, but Again, it's only the preseason, and you can, you know, use that as a teaching moment to have a, a special teams heavy practice, and you know, it. That's the beautiful thing of the game. You can take it in strides like Daryl Sutter is doing, or you can basically call your players stupid and uh, Neanderthals like John Tortorella. So you know, 
where where, where would you like to be? <laughs> My God. But, you know, I, I would expect to see a very clear roster tomorrow, especially with roster deadlines coming on Monday. They got to be submitted. Regular season is here, baby. We made it. Thank you all for sticking around this offseason or joining me this offseason. I know we getting a lot of listeners this offseason, and I'm so happy to have you. Um, we're here, and I do have an episode for you tomorrow. We're going to do our winners and losers of the week. Got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about in that department. And um, on that note, let's wrap it up. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for tuning into tonight's episode of Locked on Flames. I appreciate you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. and Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well to join in on the conversation. And on that note, I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.